hey guys, would you like to be in a mastermind of people who are just like you, have the same struggles, same challenges, they're dealing with the same obstacles, but also achieving their goals and and making breakthroughs and understanding what it takes to grow their business? Would you like to be part of a mastermind in a group where there's accountability, where there's people who are there who are helping you along the way and and kind of holding you accountable to all the things that you say you're going to do? What if there was a mastermind where you were given the playbook, the complete end-to-end strategy that has been used to build 30 millionaires, 30 different companies from starting out or having a little bit of success all the way to million-dollar companies? What if you had that strategy laid out for you 100% end-to-end every single part of that business being made available to you so that you could continue to grow your business and you don't have to reinvent the wheel? The strategies are there for you. What if there was a mastermind of people who had all of this advantage Do you think that they would succeed at a higher level, that they would succeed faster and make less mistakes along the way than what you might on your own? Well, if that's the case, then reach out to me because there is a mastermind like this. And I don't want to be ultra secretive or um, keep the details from you, but to be honest with you, it's, it's not an open mastermind to anybody. You have to already be at a certain level of business before you can be accepted in But if you have that level, if you're doing that kind of volume and you want to really accelerate, this is the mastermind for you. There is no other mastermind on this planet that will do for you what this one will do. Reach out to me at mike at juststartrealestate.com and just put the subject line, succeed. Let's use that one. Subject line, succeed. Uh, and send it to mike at juststartrealestate.com. And if you're interested, we can hop on a call and just see if it's a good fit. See if it's a good fit for you. See if it's a good fit for the mastermind. We're very protective of this mastermind. We want to make sure that we're not letting people in that are not a good fit, right? And a good fit is you have a good attitude. You're willing to learn. You've already achieved a certain level of success in your business and you're ready to take to the next level, and you're willing to be part of a true mastermind where you share what's working for you, and you're vulnerable and honest about the help that you need so we can get you the exact help you need at the right time, okay? This is what I'm offering to you guys. Reach out to me and send me an email. Let me know if you're interested. Subject line succeed. We'll get on the phone. We'll talk about it. No obligation, no pressure, none of that. We're just going to see if it makes sense on both sides. And if it does, we'll talk about how you move forward. I look forward to hearing from you and I can't wait to talk to you about your business. All right, guys, let's dive into the show. That's the whole strategy, right? It's like, listen, I, I'm getting my job done, but once my job is done, if I just put my head in the ground and I ignore everything else, the company as a whole might suffer. You're listening to the Just Start Real Estate Podcast. If you're serious about your real estate investing business and need real answers, you are in the right place. And now, your host, Mike Simmons. All right, guys, thank you for joining me here on Just Start Real Estate. I am super excited to be here with you as always. I'm glad that you've chosen to spend 
time with me and uh, and listen to the podcast. I, I value your uh, your attendance on this episode. Uh, it's been a week. I missed last week, and uh, that was for a very good reason. I was out of town. Um, I, I kind of spoke about it quite a bit as leading up to the event, but uh, I was one of the speakers and and kind of helping run the flip hacking live event that happened in San Diego last week. So uh, I was dialed into that and it's been a long time in coming. It's something we we prep for for most of the year, honestly, leading up to it. So that's what I was doing last week. And boy, what a week it was. Uh, lots and lots and lots of good stuff shared from some of the best real estate investors from around the country. And to kick the week off, uh, we had a meeting. It's a one day, so it's a whole week of worth of events, um, starting with um, the Seven Figure Club, which is uh, people in the real estate world, uh, investors who are doing over a million dollars in, in gross profits in their business. So really high level investors. Um, that was the first day, which was a Monday, the Seven Figure Club. And then um, uh, day two and three was our uh, Seven Figure Altitude Club, which is basically uh, the 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 way to get into that uh, group is, is you need to be doing over a couple hundred thousand dollars a year in gross profits and and doing consistent deals every month. So it's a, again very high level group. Uh, we did that for a couple of days, and then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of that week was Flip Hacking Live, the actual event, and we had around 600 people there. It was a great event. But when we started the week off on Monday with a seven figure club. We did a workshop, and uh, we had Jocko Willing's team in the workshop, and uh, it was just phenomenal. I mean, these guys are like some of the best of the best. They're ex-Navy uh, uh, SEALs and and Marines and, and uh, uh, just some of the most incredible people that you will ever, ever be around. And the workshop itself was uh, was amazing. And and we learned a lot of stuff. And, and, and his team, basically, uh, the essence of it was uh, teaching what they call the laws of combat, which is cover and move, simple, prioritize and execute, and decentralize command. And I'm going to talk a little bit about each of those uh, in this episode and kind of break down how the whole week went and what what exactly happens at one of these events. Because uh, let me tell you, there were some lives changed at this event. There were uh, some things that were shared and people bringing in the best of what they do in their business and just laying it all out there for the entire week. And man, just, just so powerful. Uh, definitely a week that was just full from morning until night. But like I said, we started off with with Jocko Willing's team um, uh, called Echelon Front. And, and these guys, like I said, they came in and just blew us away. I mean, talking about real life strategies, real life techniques and strategies that they used on the battlefield, proven strategies of, of leadership and they they brought that to us, and it was a full day, eight hours, morning until uh, you know, like nine to five, kind of an event, and and it was just amazing, and and I just I, I can't even tell you, I I actually uh, halfway through the day, I called my wife, and and she just said, hey, how's it going? How's the workshop going? How are you know Jocko and his team? How how's that working out? And I said, you know what, I I think this is gonna change my life. Like I don't know that I'll ever 
conduct myself or look at leadership the same ever again. That's how incredible it was. Uh, it was life altering. And the, the principles that they use, like I said, this isn't theory that somebody just came up with um, and, and never really uh, battle tested, you know, for lack of a better term, battle tested these these theories. Jacko and his team, um, they they proved uh, these leadership techniques um, time and time again in actual like live combat, life or death. Like if these things didn't work, people got hurt or killed. And it, just going through them throughout the day, um, and, and really, if you know anything about Jocko, <clears throat> he wrote a book called Extreme Ownership that I highly recommend that you you take a listen to. You can go to Audible and, and download it or just go and buy the book. Extreme Ownership, um, it's a great book, but, but, but basically the principle is exactly what the title says, right? It's about taking ownership. Jocko's uh, philosophy on leadership is everything that happens in your company or anything that happens under your watch, right, with your people is your fault. If somebody messes up, screws up on your team or somebody that works for you screws up, it's your fault. You need to take ownership of it. You put them in the position they're in. You trained them up. It's your company. Ultimately, it comes back to you, right? So uh, it's very much not finger pointing uh, or, or trying to pass blame around to somebody else. It's like, listen, hey, if everyone adheres to extreme ownership, if everyone takes ownership of everything that happens to and around them, think of how powerful that will be, right? If one person is just takes ownership and that's it, that will be a powerful change. That person will be definitely a force to be dealt with in, in the company or in, in, in the world. But if everyone in, on a, in a company, right? And when you're talking about real estate investing, it's usually a relatively small company, right? Even really, really successful real estate investors have half a dozen, a dozen, maybe 20, like, you know, um, unless you're just talking about just a ginormous, but a lot of us, people who are listening to this, they're a solopreneur, right? You're, it's just you, or maybe you and an assistant, or you and a project manager, or maybe you and acquisitions, dispositions, lead intake, you know, maybe there's a handful of you. But can you imagine if you have a company of, say, five or six people, and every single person looks at what happens in that company as their responsibility, they are responsible for good and bad. How much more you could get done, how much less covering up, finger pointing, excuses will be made and, and things will just get done. So that extreme ownership theory is is really not a theory. It's, it's actually been proven and it's quite powerful. Um, the laws of combat that we talked about during this workshop was, like I said, cover and move, simple, prioritize and execute, and decentralized command. So cover and move, uh, what that is on the battlefield uh, in the way that they described it was somebody is under fire, right? Enemy fire, like literal gunshots, and there's, there's say, two people. One of them shoots at the enemy, and the other person moves to a new location, a better vantage point. And once they get there, that person would then shoot to kind of keep the enemy busy with, with, with getting out of the way and ducking and, and going for cover. And then the second person would move into a more advantageous spot. And they just keep kind of leapfrogging like this, one person shooting and the other person moving. It's called cover and move. So 
in actual practice in the business world, what that means is using some of your time, your energy, your resources to cover other people in the company. So in other words, uh, let's just say in a company, I'm an acquisitions person. I'm in sales, right? My job is to go out and get contracts. Once I get the contract, I bring it back to the company, and then somebody else takes it from that point and gets it closed. But maybe the person responsible for getting that closed is just has a lot on their plate. They're overwhelmed. There's a lot of things going wrong in their part of the business. And as, as an acquisition person, maybe you, you go out of your way to lend them a hand, to give them assistance, to figure out where their bottleneck is and jump in and try to help out to relieve that pressure, right? That's what it means cover and move in business. You're taking some of your time and your energy and your resources and you're expending it for the benefit of somebody else on the team right? It's huge. Now, in my company, I've talked about many times, I, I want people to understand what they're responsible for. I want them to understand what they're being, how they're being evaluated. And ultimately, that's how they're going to be measured. However, if you're doing your job and you're in your lane, it doesn't mean you put blinders on and you ignore the rest of the company. When you can clearly see a need for your help or someplace that you could be of assistance, it's about, hey, reaching out or reaching down or reaching up and pulling that person farther along so that the company as a whole benefits. So that's the whole strategy, right? It's like, listen, I, I'm getting my job done, but once my job is done, if I just put my head in the ground and I ignore everything else, the company as a whole might suffer. Maybe I have extra energy, extra bandwidth, extra materials, extra resources, extra time that I can lend to the team, that I can see somebody on the team that needs it, and I can go and do it. That's really what cover and move is. It's not just ignoring the needs of the team because your particular job was done. You know, that doesn't work in combat, obviously, and it really doesn't work in business. You really need to have your eyes open and be looking around for opportunities to help out, jump in, and be of service to somebody else. So that's cover and move. Simple is exactly what it sounds like. An overly complex plan will never get executed properly or thoroughly, right? If you if you give the plan to the team, you know, as a leader, as a company owner, if I give the plan to my team and it's confusing, it's complex, it's overly, you know, complicated, then people just aren't going to understand. They can't execute on something that they don't understand. So, in business, in leadership, you always always want the objective to be clear enough to articulate simply enough so that your team can easily understand it and execute it, right? A, a highly complex plan executed at 50% is never going to be better than a simple direct plan executed at 80, 90, or 100%, okay? So having a simple plan, something that can be articulated simply, easily, and can be implemented, and every under, everybody understands what's supposed to happen, that's the goal. That's how you lead, and that's how you make your team more productive. So we spent quite a bit of time on that, talking about and showing and making sure that everybody understands what the plan is. Because when the plan is simple, then people on your team, when things don't go right, they can, if they understand fully what's going on, they can, you know, improvise or they can do something that needs to get done in order to reach the objective. Okay. And in one of the examples that they gave us was 
uh, if if somebody has is given an order but they don't understand exactly what is is expected at the end, like what is the result we're trying to achieve and what are my parameters to get there, then if something doesn't go right, they have no idea how to adjust because they really don't understand the parameters. They don't understand the objective. It was all very confusing. So how do you expect someone to adapt in in a in a real life situation? So keeping everything simple is is absolutely critical in business. Uh, the third uh, law of of combat is prioritize and execute. Things are going to go wrong. Things will get chaotic. There will become a lot of things on your plate, right? A lot of balls in the air, a lot of plates spinning. When that happens and you don't know what to do next and you have all these things coming, right? For example, in real estate, um, maybe you have a lot of a lot of leads that are coming through and you have one that you're trying to close and another one that you already got the contract and the seller's trying to get out of the contract and another one where you have a buyer maybe in a wholesaling situation. You have a buyer for this one and, and, and that person's maybe trying to back out or they have a question and the title company is requesting documents and like you have all these things. It's like, what do I do? I'm confused. What happens, right? They say, stop, take a deep breath, Look around, assess the situation, figure out what the highest priority thing is, and focus on that and and kind of drown the rest of it out, okay? If you're constantly trying to pay attention and address everything all at once, it'll be chaos. Nothing will get done right. Things will get missed. Things will fall through the cracks, and it'll be a total disaster. When when everything's falling apart and the world's just, you know, blowing up around you, to use the combat term, right? You have all this gunfire and all these things happen and people are injured and people are shooting and, and you have all this stuff going on. If you don't focus and understand what's going on around you, somebody's going to get hurt. It's going to go poorly and you're going to have real problems. So the idea of prioritizing and then executing is huge. And I think a lot of times, and listen, I'm guilty of this. I know I've done this to my team before. Everything's happening, and I kind of expect everything to be addressed at the same time. I do this personally as an entrepreneur, and I think a lot of us have this, I can handle anything, like throw as much at me as you want, and I'll just take it on, and I can do it because you have ultimate confidence in yourself, and that is a a trait of good entrepreneurs. They just know they can do it, right? So sometimes because of that, we don't prioritize and execute. We don't prioritize at all. We try to just execute, and we ignore the priorities, right? So it's important, especially under like... Uh, extreme stress that you really take a second, right? Not not a, a day or a week or a month. Like don't don't sit there and contemplate forever, but just turn down the noise for a minute. Look around you. What is the highest priority task or problem or challenge that you have to deal with? Focus on that one hundred percent and get it taken care of, right? Prioritize and execute. That's what it's all about. So that was awesome. Now, the fourth law of combat is decentralized command. And this is one, I I didn't understand cover and move before they explained it because that's not intuitive to me. I wasn't in the military. Decentralized command was another one that I, I really didn't get it by the title. I didn't know what they meant. But decentralized command is really about leading up and down the chain of command. In other words, um, obviously leaders, owners of the company, they're leading down, right? They're leading down toward the people who are working for them. But 
the people who work for you or the people on your team, they should also be leading down to people who report to them or support them. But also, and this is the part that's maybe less intuitive or less common, you need to lead up the chain of command. You should be in whatever position you are in your company, you should be trying to be a leader, not only to the people who report to you or are subordinate to you, but also to the people who are above you in the chain of command, right? So if you are uh, uh, an acquisitions person or you're a project manager uh, for a real estate investor, you should take it upon yourself to be a leader and to try to help them uh understand maybe a better way to do something. Or if you have an idea of how to save money or you know cut costs in some way or get better quality or reduce timing without without sacrificing quality, right? If you have these ideas and you have these um, you know, these thoughts that you think could really help the company, it's your job to go to your uh manager or to go to the owner of the company or what however your company set up in in and, and present these ideas and say, hey, listen, this is what you want us to do. I understand the goal. It's simple. It's clear. I understand the priorities and I'm executing. But during my execution of the priorities and, and, and carrying out the objective, this is what I see. This is what's happening in real time. And I think if we, if we, if we um, adopt this new strategy or if we utilize this new um, technique, I think it'll be better for the company. We'll save money. It'll be faster. Um, it'll be, you know, uh, better quality, whatever it is. Like, it'll be a better goal. It will reach the objective faster at a better cost, and everything will be improved. You need to do that. You need to, sh- to tell whoever you report to what you're seeing and what your ideas are for improvement on that. So that's how we spent the day on Monday. Man, I'm telling you, um, I'm not typically, and I'm not usually a big workshop guy, right? I hear workshops and I hear kind of cliche little team building and like, you know, where are you from? And tell us something about yourself that's embarrassing or something that nobody knows. And it's fine. And I understand why those things happen in workshops. But frankly, sometimes I'm just, I'm not into it, right? But Jocko's team, listen, there were two people there. One of them was a Navy SEAL, okay? You know, bad dudes, like, like really serious, intense training, um, no BS, like like they're, they're serious guys, right? The other guy was a Top Gun flight instructor, okay? So if you're of the age that you remember um, the movie Top Gun with Tom Cruise, like those guys are the best of the best of the best of the best, right? They're just incredible, incredible people. We had both of those people in one room talking to us, and there was like 30 of us in the seven figure club that were in this room in this workshop and it was powerful and and it's 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 incredible it's once in a lifetime opportunity and i'm just i'm thrilled that i was there and i'm honored that i got to be there and that was day one so day two and day three was the uh, seven figure altitude club and again these are folks that are doing over two hundred thousand dollars between two hundred thousand dollars and a million dollars in gross gross profits and high achievers, high level people, we had hot seats for the whole first day. And if you don't know what a hot seat is, <clears throat> what we call it a hot seat is uh, we break. There was like a hundred, uh, maybe uh, 90, 90 companies, I think, 80, 90 companies, uh, over a hundred people total. But we would break into groups of like 12 to 15. And 
everybody had an opportunity for about a half an hour to go in front of this small group and talk about their company, what's working, what what the challenges they're facing. And we would, in this room, kind of act as a board of directors where we will uh, listen to what's happening and we, we would offer advice and insights based on what we've seen and what we're doing in our company, what's working for us. And then the person in the front of the room who's talking about their challenges, they can also talk about what's working for them. So we're sharing ideas that are that are working in different markets and, and just exchanging different tactics and secrets that we're using in our own companies. And man, it is so powerful. People are writing notes like crazy. And it's just, it's it's a great exchange of ideas. And it's a very powerful thing to have a group of you in front of, you know, 10 to, 10 to 12 other business owners who are in the same industry as you, kind of where you are. Some of them a little bit further down the path, some of them not quite as far as you are. And we're all kind of brainstorming and and talking about how we can get better and get over some of the hurdles that we all have. So very, very cool on the first day. The second day is awesome because we take a lot of those brainstorming sessions and we extract what we call the gold bombs. We extract all of the cool stuff that people are doing. And when I say cool, I don't mean shiny object cool, but I mean cool because it's stuff that maybe you're not doing right now in your business. And we would present those on the second day. So we would grab, you know, maybe uh, six to eight people who presented that first day, the best of the best of the best things that, that people are doing. And we'd give them a room for an hour and they would be able to present long form and answer questions and, and Q and A's on some of these techniques. And some of the people who have been around for a little while who were in the seven figure club also presented some of the things they're doing in their businesses to help some of those people who are, you know, maybe in that two to three hundred thousand dollar range kind of help pull them farther down the road and give them some strategies that they could use to further improve their business. So that was day two and day three. <clears throat> and then we went into on Thursday started flip hacking live and Man, that's an extravaganza. If you've never been to a Flip Hacking Live, uh, obviously the one for this year is over. They happen once a year. The next one's going to be next October, and I'll, I'll give dates when that gets closer. But you really need to try to get to it. I'm telling you, we had so many people whose lives were changed forever because of this event. The the types of presentations, the types of um, information that's exchanged, the things that we're doing in that event are mind-boggling. We have people who are expert salespeople. We did role-playing sales in live in front of people. We did quick coaching sessions live in front of people. We did Q and A's with people who were doing a million, two million, three million, four million dollars in their business in gross profits up in front answering questions, talking about how they're running their business. Um, there was a Jocko spoke uh, for that matter. He spoke at Flip Hacking Live, gave a presentation to everyone that just blew everyone out of the water. We had Walter Bond there, who's a, a nationally known speaker, very motivational guy. Uh, but the majority of those three days for Flip Hacking Live was one highly successful investor after the other presenting and showing exactly what they're doing in their business. This was not a, uh, these were not people on stage that had things to sell. They were just people who wanted to give and, and let you know what's happening in their business. We had a, a couple from Florida that are just, it's, they're crushing it with cold calling and they literally broke down everything they're doing. It was like a master's class in cold calling, how to set it up, how they're, 
their whole entire cold calling operation works from end to end, where they're finding people, their metrics, the software, the training, the scripts, everything was out there for everybody. We had another guy uh, named Tyler Jensen who is doing flips in seven days, seven-day flips, whole flips, $40,000 flips, gutting the bathroom, gutting the kitchen, painting the interior and exterior, floors, appliance, like everything, counters. The whole house is totally flipped in seven days, right? It's called Stacking Contractors. He showed how he did it. He shared a resource folder with people who were at the event with all of the stuff that he uses, Gantt charts, spreadsheets, um, uh, uh, materials lists, SKUs, everything he's doing in order to do a flip in seven days. Guys, I've flipped houses for years, and I can tell you I've never come close to flipping a house in seven days. Not even close, right? I think the fastest I've ever flipped a house, honestly, was like three weeks, and that's like the flip process. So when I say he flipped a house in seven days, like that was like the start. The demo started on day one, and it was completely ready to show and done in seven days. He actually did it six and a half days, right? But he's just saying seven day flip because six and a half day flip sounds kind of weird and I don't know. But he did it in seven days. I know the guy personally. I know it's for real. I know he's doing it. He even documented everything. So, I mean, the entire playbook was there for you. And that was just two of the presenters. I mean, it was crazy. Another guy showed how he's raised millions of dollars in the last couple of years, like how he does it, what he says, the whole nine yards. How did he raise money? Literally everything that you need to run your business was presented and laid out for you during this three-day Flip Hacking Live event. And it was fantastic, guys. And listen, I'm telling you, this is no hype or hyperbole. Uh, the next one doesn't happen until next year, but I'm telling you, you need to get there. Um, I can definitely, I'll have a link to get you tickets for at a reduced price. There's no reason to pay full price when you can get tickets at a reduced price. But I'm telling you, take me seriously on this one and, and get to there, uh, get to Flip Hacking Live next year because it is more than worth the, the cost of admission. And by the way, it's in San Diego. So unless you're from San Diego, there's not many nicer places on earth. San Diego's beautiful. It's right on the water. It's a fantastic uh, venue. And, uh, and the weather is, is great. And the food is great. Everything, everybody think about San, uh, San Diego is actually pretty fantastic. So you need to get there. And throughout the next few weeks, I'm going to be kind of trickling out some of the presentations either in part or in full, that you would have heard at Flip Hacking Live. So um, hearing a couple of them is no substitute for being there for all three days. Like I said, it was uh, life-changing. Uh, a lot of people who were just so blown away, they were moved to, um, to, to talk about their experience. Like during the three days, like we gave people the opportunity to say, what do you think so far? What's happening? What, is anything changing? Any aha moments? And there was just a lineup uh, on two sides of this room in front of a microphone. People lined up to talk about how much they had already gotten out of the event. And it was only day two when we did that. So amazing, amazing, amazing. And I'm going to bring you a lot of that content over the next um, few weeks to a month. So uh, be looking for that. I'm excited to bring it to you guys. Um, 
for now, for this week, this is all I'm going to do. Just kind of give you a little taste of what happened. I'm I'm still um, on a complete like emotional high from that whole week. And to be honest with you, I'm still tired from that week. It's a long week, but it's just packed full of good. So um, that's it for this week, guys. Uh, just remember, if you really want to do this business, if you want to be a real estate investor, if you're serious about it, if you're working that nine to five or whatever, and you just hate what you're doing every Sunday night, you're dreading getting up the next day, and you want to be a real estate investor, you want to do it full time, you're serious, you want to build that business and build that life, the only way you're going to get there is you just get out there and just start. 